Hi everybody, it's Jukebox and you're listening to the Maritime Milsim Podcast, brought to you by Rap for Canada, Tier 1 Scenarios, Jester's Tactical Sports Center, and Unanimous Dan 3D Print and Cut. Alright everyone, welcome to episode 41 of the Maritime Milsim Podcast. Uh, <laughs> you've got myself, uh, Hooligan, I've got uh, friend and teammate Guardian. Hey, how's it going? A little better. Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, Jester from Jester's Tactical Sports Center. Good evening, good day, good morning, good hello. Good hello. Excellent. Glad to see you're so eager. Uh, We have no nightmare, unfortunately. (laughs) I heard a yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he'll be he'll be back at some point. We'll bring him back on. I don't know when. Maybe tomorrow he'll want to settle down, but until tomorrow he'll just stay on YouTube. Right, he can stay on YouTube where he belongs. <laughs> uh, he's never mind. I'm not going to crack that joke. We're going to move on. Okay, I've got uh, two guests instead of of just one nightmare. We've brought on two guests, and uh, they are uh, we have Blake from uh, he was on JT with me in the MML. He's uh well J uh J Blake. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey guys, um, Blake. I play with these guys on MSOB and competed with JTU in the Maritime Megfed League. Uh, just happy to be on the show with you guys tonight. <laughs> You're on <laughs> such a roll there, and then you just sort of like, wait, where do I go with this? <laughs> well, I didn't know how deep I was supposed to go if I was supposed to like introduce myself for like five minutes. So I just figured I'd go with the one sentence for now. You know, tell us how tall you are. Okay, tall, dark, and handsome over here, but. Uh, no, actually, I'm uh, relatively new to paintball. I guess I played a lot about 15 years ago when I was younger. Took a break like a lot of guys do, and just last year uh, went for out for a bachelor party and uh, got hooked again. Just started going out every weekend after that. It's when I met Jason and the guys and got picked up with MSOB and uh, tried to get on the team, get going, and now I'm on JTU with uh, Hooligan. With Hooligan. Thanks for with, with that guy, that guy that's uh, pushing buttons. Who, who you might have heard before. Push, but the guy that's supposed Plus. to be pushing buttons. <laughs> yeah, who missed the button early. Yeah. Yeah. Still not happy. All right, anyways. <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have you on the show. It's about time. I've been, you know, talking to you for months and months. Yeah. Uh, we also have... Uh, by Alabaster Slam. <laughs> not that I hold a grudge against him or anything. That mother- <laughs> Take it out on the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't worry, I'll... I don't know. I don't know if he'll be at uh, Operation Fulcrum. If he is, I'll He's take him out for there. you. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to make it out to that too, actually. Oh, uh, look at you go. There you and go. Your, uh, okay. your your cheap flights. Yes, yeah. My lovely wife hooking me up with the flight deals. In case anyone else wanted to hate him, he yeah. gets cheap flights. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. I hope yeah, you get stopped at customs for some reason. Me for that all quite regularly. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Valkyrie, who is uh, uh, what was it? Jester's better half. Other slash better half depends on who you ask, I guess. <laughs> so if we ask Jester, he'll say other. If we ask anyone else, he'll say better. Yes. Yeah. No. Gotcha. Nope. Unless Valkyrie's in the room, and then he'll probably just go with the. Floor. No, 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 gents. She is better looking than I. <laughs> Well, we knew that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not lying. <laughs> so, Valkyrie, why don't you introduce yourself? 
<laughs> okay, uh, as uh, Hooligan said, I'm Valkyrie. I am Jester's, we'll go with the better half part. Um, I'm also fairly new to paintball. Um, and I hang around JTFB every now and she then. She actually prefers, brace yourselves, gents, she prefers airsoft. Da, da, da. Mm, no. Depending on my mood. And, yeah. <laughs> And who's she shooting No, at? I started shooting um, about, what, three and a half years ago, four years ago, and uh, just little pistols, and then progressed to Airsoft, and I'm slowly getting into um, paintball, and I am really By liking... By slowly, I, she means that she stole my first Miltig M17 from me. I did. At least she's got good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I yoinked it. Yoinked it. I love that word. Yoink. It makes it okay when you yoink something. You can take anything as long as you go yoink as you're doing it. Okay. It's kind of in between borrowing and stealing. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. I'll I'll take that. That's fine. Um, So with uh, three out of five of us uh, going to... Uh, keep calm, carry on scenarios, disavowed event this weekend. Uh, figure we talk about what an event needs uh, to stay relative, to stay popular in the minds of paintballers. So uh, a little bit of a background with keep calm, carry on scenarios. I've talked about them before on the show, but I've never actually gone in depth about them. Uh, so they are a uh, event organizing event organizer. Uh, I don't know if it's really owned but it's operated by uh, English Dave, a gentleman by the name of English Dave out of Nova Scotia. So they, uh, they've they done multiple events. Uh, most uh, most memorable one would definitely be the one in the Diefen Bunker. So they... Well, Guardian, you were at the Diefen Bunker, right? He was the Diefen Bunker. So they were in Guardian? <laughs> yeah. Damp, 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 no. Bad joke. Look at that awkward silence. Where's Guardian? Did he? You were breaking up a little bit there. All I heard was my name. No, you were breaking up. So you were yeah. at the Defen Bunker event, correct? I was at the uh, the second event that they held there. Yep. Okay. It was a so, lot of fun. how much of the bunker did they open up to you guys? Uh, one second. I'm going to try to figure why you're coming in so distorted for me. Please stand by. We're having technical difficulties. Because you're, you're weak and unbearable. He said you're weak and unbearable on the radio. I think he's gone now. Where'd he go? Okay. Okay, so anyways. We'll, we'll try again. Okay. So, uh, yeah, did Bird Even Bunker. Uh, the event I attended was MagFed only. It was the second time they hosted it there. What was the question you asked? Because I didn't hear anything. <laughs> How much of the bunker did they open up to you? Um, it was the lower half. Um I don't really know the the square footage, but um, if anyone checks out videos from the first event they hosted, which was open class, they uh, they didn't have the two levels for the second time, and uh, just to kind of help with cleanup. But uh, it it was huge, and I was very satisfied with like the, the sizing. Um, Sorry, say that again. Run a little That's different size. The sizing. Yeah, was... You were satisfied with the sizing. That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. the, the way they ran it was uh, small squads, like 
one-on-one kind of thing. So rather than like a full-scale event where you have multiple squads all against each other, um, where it was, you know, very close quarters and uh, limited size that, you know, 60, 80, whatever the cap was, I don't really remember. It it probably would have been too many for everyone all at once, but they kind of worked with it, and it, it flowed well with that kind of mission-based quick missions, and uh, you didn't really mind, you know, waiting in between when you were upstairs and the other teams were doing their matches because you were kind of planning out your, your missions and your objectives with the map. So it worked pretty cool. Neat. Cool. So two out of, I don't know, how many floors did Tiefen Bunker? Five floors? I think that we tell you no that idea. we yeah that you can publicly get into. God only knows how deep the things actually go. <laughs> how um, many jokes there? <laughs> keep it a PG. Keep it a PG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they've done the Defen Bunker event, which was uh, very cool. I wish I could have gone to either of them, and I'm hoping maybe in the future we can convince a bunker owner. Imagine that trying to find somebody who owns the bunker. That's violent. Valkyrie's going to buy one. Don't worry about it. Oh, excellent. Uh, perfect. Go right ahead. And I will. Uh, I promise to help with cleanup if, uh, if you'll let me paintball in it. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> uh, they've also been hosting uh, Cowboys versus Banditos. So it's uh, cowboy-themed, pump or pistol only. Uh, these games have been uh, hosted uh, to raise money for the Canadian Diabetes Association. And everyone always seems to have a blast. They always sell out. They're always a good time. So... Uh, basically, that's uh, Keep Calm Caring Scenarios. They've been doing big stories with this disavowed. It's been going on all year, and each event has been leading into the next. So with that, um, with their event coming up this weekend, and all of us, well, three of us being players, one of us being a field owner, and the other one just sort of like, you know, uh, loitering around the field. (laughs) (laughs) That's you, Blake. Yeah, like that's you. Oh yeah, that must have been it. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> uh, I figured we talk what uh, what a field needs to do to stay relevant, to stay uh, active in the minds of paintballers, because it seems like, especially and maybe only specifically uh, in Atlanta, Canada, right now, it seems like every time you turn around, a field is hosting an event somewhere. So with so many events happening, and it's it feels like there's no more just regular paintball days. It's it's every weekend there's an event. Because um, regular paintball days are boring. Right. So that's where I want to get into the topic of. So what's what's your description of a regular paintball day as opposed to an event? Is my question as a loitering co field owner. Planner. I said Blake was the loiterer. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what you <laughs> No, he's a, he's a flyer. He just flies around in circles and does nothing useful. Yeah, I just hang out. You know, I don't actually play. I'm one of those guys who just hangs out in the parking lot, and, like, when everyone walks on the field, I'm like, I'm coming, guys, and then I just sort of turn back and be like, oh, I was the first one eliminated, you know. Oh, yeah. that's like Nightmare. So when an event starts, he's, like, filling his mags, being like, I'll be right there. Like, or you're the guy who walks away when the start happens and says, "Oh, I gotta go work on Lucille." <laughs> gotta go work on the what? No. Never seen anybody have to leave the Never field. Never seen that. Mid game to go work on Lucille. Or I'll, I'll be right down, guys. I'm still filling my mags here, and then you know. Getting the paint out of my beard. Yeah. Hey now, 
If anything, I field strip Lucille in the middle of the firefight. And I'll. As oh, for filling the bags, I've got no defense not. for that one. I, I've. <laughs> <laughs> so just back no. to my question: If what's a regular paintball day, and why is it boring? Cricket, cricket. Well, I'd go regular paintball day, I guess, around here would be just a walk-on day. Like, anybody shows up, it's a mixed class of people. I mean, at Seabreeze, where I know a good few of us play regularly, it's the same guys showing up every week. I mean, it's a great time, but the games, you know, you're playing on the same field pretty much every week. The games are relatively the same. I mean, uh, the events you kind of hope for either larger numbers than normal or, a, you know, you know, a unique storyline or props or some something that's going to make it stand out from your ordinary, you know, weekly walk on. Because I know that uh, Jester's just recently hosted a uh, quote unquote walk on day, but we themed it as a G.I. Joe day. So I know that the expectation for the events, just like you said, is to have something a little bit more exciting, more people show up, you know, have something a little different. But I know that we as field owners try and have our regular walk-on days and try and have some kind of spin every day just to kind of keep the interest there and, and have you you guys who play regularly and or new people who've never come out have the same kind of experience just on a smaller level. I think that's a really good idea Me. just to like a way of spicing up the, you know, the weekly games and keeping them from kind of being, you know, the same each week. Yeah, for sure. So we've, we've tried to do that a little bit and I know GI Joe was, was successful and we had some really positive feedback. So when we, when we say we're having a walk on day, it's not just a walk on day. We definitely will have something planned for you if you uh, decide to walk onto our field and, and play for some, a couple hours. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sounding like a brown noser, I would say that for any listeners, that their approach definitely isn't the norm for around here. And, uh, no, that's that, true. That's awesome. Yeah. That you guys are, you know, Milsim focused, and uh, it's what a big community in our region is looking for. And, um, yeah, you guys are doing an awesome job at that. For other fields, even some events that I show up to, you know, it, it's nice to try out new fields, but then I'm kind of at the point where I don't really go to a lot of new fields anymore because it's just a waste of my time because they're not giving that experience that we're looking for. Well, and that's so, the thing, too. What, what you're talking about is that mill sim, because you said mill sim, um, and being you know, a retired uh, soldier for a couple of days there and everything, Mill Sim, when you go to a field, it, it, it's based on that field owner's or the organizer's perception of military and simulation. Like, if you go to somewhere and all they saw was some action movie like Navy SEALs with Charlie Sheen, which is a great flick back in the day, and their perception of military simulation in Mill Sim is, is very low, well, then their storylines are going to be maybe lacking or whatever. So... It, my words to field owners, if I could influence you, is do some research because people don't want to just play general army anymore. Everybody wants to be that tier one, that uh, that spec ops, um, you know, Delta Force uh, commando when they come play on your field. And that's the experience that we got to try to, as field owners, rally towards to push to them. Like even if you have 200 people, each one of them wants to go home feeling like that Navy SEAL, like that uh, Delta Force paratrooper you know jumping out at a hey-ho and letting her all rip and leaving it on the field and, and like you said we our field is is above 
the norm or beside the norm or different than the norm, whatever the, the terminology we is. We deviated a little bit. Like yeah. We're not, I wouldn't say a, a, above and like, no, a, no, but, like, in no, no, but I'm just saying we're, we're not the norm. We have a different approach to it because I have a little bit of knowledge from different movies I've watched and also from, uh, from the way I approach it with my, uh, Peter Pan like enthusiasm that I want that everybody that leaves my field feeling like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator or, um, you know, Rambo or, you know, Charlie Sheen from uh, Seals there. Like, I want that feeling ingrained. In, like, I want them to feel like, holy crap, that was the best thing ever. I went on a mission. Yeah, I, I completed that. Even if they've got, like, 200-plus people with them, which normally when you do stuff like that, you're not. But you don't have that big crew. But that's what I'm going for, and that be even the airsoft side and the paintball side of it. And when you guys talk about disavowed, it sounds like their storylines are progressive. It's kind of like the uh, Die Hard trilogy or quadrilogy, where you can watch all of them and know the whole storyline history of John McClane, or you can just jump in at certain points and be like, "Hey, this is a good flick. This is cool. I'm enjoying it," and not have to have that whole back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I hadn't played in any of the Diefenbunker events or uh, that, and really I just started playing the Disavowed this year with their MegFed and Pistol and Pump Only games. So just kind of jumping in halfway, I can still pick up on the story, you know, between uh, the three sides, and it kind of makes it interesting. You know, I might actually this time play, well, depending on uh, how tight MSOB wants to stay together, uh, I might try playing on one of the different factions just to mix yeah, it up I a little bit. MSOB. You go be your own man, man. You can check for You lone wolf it. Blake, you and I, we're going to go on... Uh, no, uh, drop, drop Hooligan, too. No, he's, he's just... got his, <laughs> his war face. Oh, he's got Come his war face. Yeah, he's he's been working use on that. it. All right, Blake, you take him, but you tie yeah. a rope to him because he likes to try to wander off. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean wander off? What do you mean wander action, off? You have to take Hooligan with you. That's the stipulation <laughs> from the team. Oh, no Somebody's got to be responsible for him. <laughs> That's all right. We did we did well on JTU. We looked after yeah. you. Yeah. So you know what? We're going to go – maybe we'll go uh, Recon Squad. Nobody screws with Recon. Recon? What are you, American? Recon? I'm not making fun of any Americans, by the way. I've worked with a lot of you guys. You're really cool. I'm just Good, making – Because that's mainly our, fa- our fan base. I know. <laughs> recon is the American name for it. Just like the word color, we add an extra letter because we have more colorful stuff up here. Recky is Canadian. Sorry, okay. We'll go Recky Squad. Sounds good. We're going to go Chinese or American? Yes, don't you think? Uh, three Kings. That always sounded interesting. Three that was kings? a good one. Nah, yeah. Three Kings or Mercs. They're already they're done. They're filled up. Oh, okay. Well, then that leaves us China. All right. We'll go China Covert Forces. See? By the time this is released, I know something about the Three Kings, but I'm not going to say it. We oh, that's right. That I do know one. I know something about the Three Kings. Yeah. We'll talk no, about I, it after the show. Okay. So <laughs> now I'm bringing jukebox though, so I gotta. Oh, I'm bringing jukebox. You mean jukebox is allowing you to go because she's going. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It was her idea to pretty much one. go. This, we this, know. we wouldn't. I wouldn't actually be going. Uh, me and Jukebox wouldn't actually be going if it wasn't for uh, Raza, who's actually picking my and uh, my and her. Me. I don't know what I was trying to say. Your buttocks. Oh, sorry, PG. I forgot. Buttocks. Oops. Maximus. No. Gluteus Maximus. Gluteus <laughs> Maximus. Uh, well, he's yeah, he's stopping by. He's he's picking us both up on the way there, which is pretty awesome. 
Otherwise, I wouldn't be going. That is very awesome. Yeah. It reminds me, we'll have to do a, like a team dinner afterwards, invite Raz along since he's driven all the way from Ontario to play. Yeah, <laughs> see it now. Thanks for driving 12 hours. See ya. <laughs> Later. Nice meeting you. Adios. Yeah. Uh, so, what was I saying? What was I talking about? Uh, how you were sending us each a $100 gift card from Walmart uh, and HMD because we're so awesome. And that uh, Jukebox was allowing you to drive her car with Raza on your way to the event. No, no, that's the best part. We're not taking Jukebox's car. Oh, okay. We're all piling into Raza's car. But you guys heard him. He didn't deny the gift cards. <laughs> I just ignored <laughs> that's it. That's true. That's true. He just pretended it didn't happen. Yeah. It did not happen. On your wrecking squad. On the wrecking squad, yeah. So, uh, no, really, though, I've totally lost train of thought. I'm not sure at all what we were talking about. Well, we were getting ready to do questions. Questions already? Yeah. We're like not even through the topic yet. No, we take a break in the middle of the topic, remember? Okay, okay. All right. So, who's got to answer the questions? we got two people here. Well, they can both do it. We have time for that. Are you sure? Sure. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. We can do both. As soon as I find them. Okay, well, he's doing that. The definition of milsim, what does it mean to you, Blake? To me? Uh, milsim, I guess there's always, like, the debate, Magfet or milsim, you know, whether can someone use a Q loader or, uh, you know, is is, a, is like a... LV1 with a tube, is that mag-fed, and everyone's arguing all that, but uh, Milsim, to me, I guess I... Oh, what were you saying? So, is is Milsim, for you, equipment-specific, or does it encompass the tactics behind your missions as well? I'd say definitely includes the tactics as well. Like, one of the really only, what I would call, Milsim events that I played in, I mean, really went for the military simulation is... uh, as these guys mentioned, I'm lucky enough I get to travel a little bit, and I went down to the platoon leader event in North Carolina earlier this year, and that was a, an 18-hour Milsim event straight. Like, no breaks, you slept on the field, you ate on the field. Um, it went from 9 o'clock at night until 5 p.m. the next day. And, uh, I mean, you were broken into squads, you had, like, real chain of command, certain people could use radios, there were, you know, sniper classes that were limited. I mean, it was really done really, really well. I mean, uh, we had 40 people put together to play the roles of civilians in the role, or something like 12 missions aside, and... uh you know, what made it kind of, I think, more authentic was in the end, it turned out that about half the guys, you know, or at least 25% of the guys were either current or active service members, especially down in the States. And uh, it really kind of added to the realism of it. And, you know, it kind of, just like in Milsim, like in the simulation, you know, it wasn't a huge battle all the time. You weren't, you know, toe-to-toe with the enemy all the time. Sometimes you were given a mission that, you know, might have sucked a little bit. You know, you have to go defend a base that never gets attacked for an hour. But that's kind of what made it seem like more of a military simulation than a paintball game, you know, just trying to pretend to be in the military. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's where it branches into two different streams is you have those that want to be uh, the term weekend warrior and they want to be in that chain of command and they want to feel that structure. And then you have the other stream of it where they just want to go toe to toe all the time and they want to be 
uh, shooting and looting all the time. So, yeah, that, that sounds like a really cool event. And I think that was a really good description because I think some of the barriers that some of the field owners might be having and or the players is that nobody, like, Milsom to every individual is different. Yeah. And some people might not know how to verbalize it. And so they go to an event expecting Milsom and they get something different. So I think, you know, for, for field owners as well as for players to start, you know, really verbalizing what it means to you will give the event planners a better idea of what kind of missions and scenarios and, and events that we can put together to give you what you want if you're going to come play at our field. Tell us what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> No, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a, you know, when people see a MegFed event, you know, they're kind of expecting Milsim or, you know, vice versa. And I mean, while those two go together, they're not, I guess, what, synonymous, you know, or can't even say it's synonymous. There we go. And, yeah, uh, two different streams that people are looking at. And you have to be very clear about which one you're, you're trying to host. But you yeah. can also, you have to look at the, the intimidation for some people who might want to get into paintball and then they see all this Milsim MagFed stuff and think, oh my goodness, I, I have no background. But that's not the case. You can definitely come and play and still get that Milsim tactical experience, whether you have a MagFed or you're going to run a 98 with a hopper for the first time. You know what I mean? Because there's so many different facets and areas that are Milsim. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think Milsim is like as equipment specific, you know, like you could you could be, you know, if you had the command and the structure and the missions, Milsim could be done, you know, with lots of different styles of guns. But then, you know, you get into, you know, MagFed Milsim or open class Milsim or and yeah, I guess people just need to clarify what they're expecting. And I mean, if everyone knows what they're, you know, getting into going in, I mean, it's hard not to have a good time. Yeah. And, and with that said, like, People have to understand is when you like you talk about squads here in Canada we call them sections and platoons uh, in the states they call them squads and whatnot. It, the terms are interchangeable, but not everybody in that section squad is uh, a rifleman. You know, using a, a thirty round magazine or twenty round magazine. There is machine guns inside that, so there is a role and a place for hopper fed uh, markers on a mill sim squad or section like. And, that, and that's something that people have to take into account as well. Like, oh, you have a hopper on that. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm the heavy gunner who's going to put down suppressive fire while you guys flank to left or right. So I just want to put that out there because I've been, you know, trying to get my first strikes to feed through my hopper lately. And I'm very <laughs> uh-huh. See if anyone else no, in all In all seriousness, though, uh, Milsim is, is obviously a term that at its basic core just means military simula- uh, simulation at your events so you can go really far with it and have that whole military structure and the, the platoon and the marching around and staying in formation and defending that boring base for an hour which is very true or you can have that you know top tier military simulation uh, simulation where you're shooting and looting and uh your four four person debt going out and trying to uh save the princess you know but I think Hooligan's got uh, some questions for you, uh, Amy, or for you and Valkyrie and Blake. Hey, Guardian, I love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got some questions here. Um, Who's going first? Flip a coin. Yep. Heads or tails? Call it. Heads. Mm. Yeah, it's heads. Heads? Okay. You get to go first. 
I do? Okay. <laughs> Explain yep. it. So, I think I kind of know the gist because I've heard half of this before, but why don't you explain? For those explain. listening at home? I have heard this before, but I don't think last week you guys didn't do it, and so I'm kind of a little, uh, I don't know all the questions yet, so. Good. <laughs> I don't have my list ready to go, you know. Okay, so basically I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. You've got 60 seconds to answer them all, and hopefully you can actually answer them all. And this time I'm going to try and try not to trip anybody up by misreading them. Okay. So I'm going first? You are going first, and uh, uh, Jester right. there will uh, count us down. Do it. All right. So, for those watching at home, I have my pants back on. Fantastic. And in three, <laughs> two, now we're going to go on one. <laughs> we're going to go on right after you say one, I'm going to start talking. Okay, so should we practice just no. one dry run? No. no. Everything else tonight has been a dry run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One too many. Three, two, one. Favorite brand of pizza? Papa John's. Which way do you put the toilet paper on, over or under? Uh, under. Stranded on Tropical Island, one item, what item do you take? Jester. <laughs> Which movie would you rather be in, Final Destination or Saw? Oh, Final Destination. If you could have any armored vehicle in the field, what would it be? Uh, a lav. Favorite hot sauce? I don't like hot sauce. Why is the sky blue? It reflects off the ocean. It's drum, ozone. Drum bags, do they add or take away from the game? What? Drop bags? Add. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? The tree of life. <laughs> Favorite type of paint? Oh. We'll skip it. If you could combine yeah, three... Yeah, yeah. If you could combine three animals in the world, what would you choose? Uh, I just want to be a dragon. Tea or coffee? <laughs> coffee. If you Stop. Can... <laughs> wow. All right, then. I think I failed. Uh, I don't know. I'm already wondering how I'm going to top Tree of Life. That was probably... <laughs> <laughs> but combine three animals. I just want to be a dragon. <laughs> it has nothing to do with... <laughs> What do you want to be? It's you put three animals together Fine. to make a super animal. Serpent, lion, and no, it's too late. You got no, it's too late. I still just want to be a dragon. <laughs> I would have also accepted three different colored dragons to make one dragon. <laughs> right to make a super dragon. <laughs> the Game of Thrones dragons just combined together. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, when you get asked the questions, you can answer that and one up me. How many did she get? Uh, all but four, so that makes, uh... All but four. <laughs> yeah, so she got 12. Out of 16? Yeah. You only have 16 questions? Yeah, well, obviously... You didn't get through them all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The face you're getting right now? <laughs> I can feel it. Uh -huh. <laughs> you feel the dagger coming through the internet connection? Uh, this show this show was brought to you by Skype. <laughs> yeah. All right. Blake, it's your turn. Blake, you ready? All right, I'm ready, yeah. All right. Wait on you. What? Wait on you to count it down. <laughs> you got to do the countdown. Oh, uh, dogs do the countdown. Go. <laughs> that's, that's how I get, that's how I get psyched up before the, the questions. Three... Two, 
I had an echo on that one. Yeah, one. Favorite brand of pizza? I just go. Okay, start again. Oh, uh, Jester. Valkyrie. There, three, two, one. Favorite brand of pizza? Pizza Hut. Which way would you put the toilet paper on? Over or under? Over. Stranded on tropical land. What one item do you take? A satellite phone. Which movie would you rather be in Final Destination or Saw? Oh, Final Destination. If you could have any armored vehicle on the field, what would it be? Abrams. Favorite hot sauce? Uh, no hot sauce. Why is the sky blue? Uh, light reflection, refraction. Drum mags, do they add or take away from the game? Meh. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Deciduous. Favorite type of paint? Uh, finger. If, if you could combine three animals in the world, what would you choose? Uh, my dog, my other dog, and a dragon. Tea or coffee? Uh, tea. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, time travel. Would you rather be a leaf or a root? Leaf. Apples, oranges, or melons? Oranges. <laughs> In one word, why are leaves green? Photosynthesis. Fantastic amount of questions. Oh, oh I made it? Now do I judge by how many I got right if someone else ties me? Yeah, we judge you on everything you say, because I have a, a psychoanalysis of the answer. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we secretly work for CSIS. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're trying to find find uh, violent criminals through this podcast and asking questions. Yeah, and will uh, ready to take me away, put me in a white coat after this? Is that it? No, we're gonna uh, hire you for an elite uh, black ops <laughs> oh, crew. Yeah, that's how it's gonna work. But so you I, get safety scissors and a circle of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No glue either. No, no glue because you might eat it. Exactly. Uh, okay. Awesome. Look at that. That was fun. That was good. Wasn't it? It was fun. We have 20 minutes left. <laughs> so, uh, topic, the topic of the week, the topic there, uh, about uh, staying current. So, real quick, let's uh, go around the table, why don't we? Uh, what is something that a field needs to do, or you'd like to see fields do, uh, to stay to stay current, to stay, I don't know, hip and cool. <laughs> to use the words that the young kids are using. The young kids? How old are you? Old <laughs> enough to call people young. Uh, <laughs> Blake, why don't you go first? But what's what's something that that you need a a field to do to stay relevant? I would say, I guess it'd be nice to see them constantly, you know, changing or improving the field. Um, you know, I know a lot of fields out here are based outdoors where they're using maybe, you know, a couple of 20 acres or something that they have. And if you want to start being able to host some of the larger games, I think it's good to have, make sure there's enough space for everybody. So you're not just kind of in one of those living legends fights where there's 20 people on every bunker and, uh, and you know, you sort of aren't able to move around too much. But I think that, yeah, just being able to, to keep changing and making it interesting. You know, I know Seabreeze where we play, they, uh, you know, met, we'll mess around with the start positions on each round just so that way you're not, you know, doing the same round over and over again like some of the other fields. And I would say that's probably the most important just to keep it from being static. And if, you know, you're like guys like us who go in the same group each week, you know, you know most of the time you're going to go to the same field. It's nice to have just a little variety while you're there. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, weird echo. Guardian. Yep. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the conversation. Recording for Dean. 
What's uh, same what's question? Up? Yeah, same question. Fields. What do they need? What the field <laughs> need to do to uh, to stay relevant? Um, I think putting in the effort to you know purchase some different props and this kind of thing that's going to add to the whole gameplay. Um, there's some fields out there that feel like just having you know one or two flags and being able to do a capture the flag match. I think that's keeping relevant and making it milsome. And it's kind of insulting and boring. So, um, yeah, it, it's not at all. Um, yeah, taking the time to occasionally do some different themed events with storyline, mission, even for small groups, like Jester's mentioned. Um, Valkyrie mentioned the G.I. Joe theme for the, the walk-on day. That's awesome. It's keeping their interest. It's giving them a little more. Um, changing up with uh, smaller teams with multiple spawn points is something that uh, interested me with the Dogs of War event. And it's also something that I'm toying around with the idea for our own charity game that's coming up. Just where you then, it's not two sides just rushing against each other. You're dividing up the field. You're making sure that more ends of the field are coming into play rather than everyone just meeting in the middle and one side crushes the other, right? So there's more tactics in play, and it's incredibly easy to do, right? So, uh, yeah, just kind of thinking outside the box and taking in feedback from the players to see what they want rather than just regularly giving them the same boring crap because they will go elsewhere where they're getting a better experience for their money. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, actually, I, could, I couldn't I could agree more with that. The biggest thing... Well, I could add to it. The props. Props are huge. Um and it doesn't need to be something super sophisticated. It doesn't need to be something high-tech. It could be uh, like Jester when I played uh, as Opforce at your field. And, uh, and they had to they had to get a, the flag in the box. Oh, yes. And then, right? And we basically kept them off it, and they couldn't get anywhere near it. And you just sort of walked up, and you attached a rope to it. And it took them a solid couple of minutes to figure out what to do with it. But uh, I thought that was a great idea. That was uh, something simple. Every field can do it. Uh, but it was the fact that it was implemented halfway through the game. It wasn't something that was immediately planned on. Or when I played... Uh, oh, I can't remember which event it was at your field. Again, it was that, that big wooden box that we had to carry the flag in. That thing weighed a ton uh, compared to you know just carrying a plastic flag or whatever. And I had to carry it... You know, it took two of us to carry it for a little while until I decided to throw it over my back and try and run through the woods. Didn't make it very far, but... Yeah, that didn't work out for you, did it? No, but... You had to work as a team. Yeah. It was really neat. That forced two people to work together. It forced three people, really, because the two carrying the box couldn't shoot worth anything. Right? You're carrying this box, and then you'd have to drop it and hope to God that you'd get back to it in time or that, you know, you don't all get eliminated and the enemy comes and takes it from you. Something simple like that. Something just... You know, something simple and easy that any field can implement, uh, but it just adds that little bit of extra challenge to the players. Some other really simple stuff they can do too is just um, putting in instead of making it you know a boring flag or whatever. Um, some different events I've been to will have like you have to get reach the command center and you know 
retrieve their intelligence documents. So it can just be, it, it's an envelope with some papers in it, and on it is going to have, like, some code that you have to get, right? So all you're doing is basically capture the flag and retrieve the flag, but by replacing the flag, the flag with something... Yeah, exactly. It's a different type of tangible item. It ties in with the scenario. And yeah, it can help yeah. on the story a little bit, yeah. Well, just to jump in as a as a co-field owner, I know that Jester and I, when we plan events or even we do our walk-on days, like we have many scenarios planned depending on who shows up, what their level of skill is, and what they're expecting so that we can cater to what you guys are expecting when you come. Like we do our research, you know, it's not just about hosting an event and how many registrations can we get. We see who's coming, have they been here in the past, and we have different scenarios based on how things are going. So like Hooligan said, like when Jester threw in the rope there, you know, like we make sure that we keep it exciting for you guys and for the guys that play frequently and the guys that are, you know, new or the guys that are new or, or girls, I should say as well, any, anybody who wants to play, that we keep you on your toes and we challenge you. Because I think that is what makes the experience, from my perspective and the feedback that I've gotten from events, um, you know, good for you guys. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we, we definitely have more than just a certain amount of missions set. Like, it, you know, you never know how many people are going to show up. Could be less, could be more. And we plan for that. You know, we plan for if you're sent down on a certain mission and it's not moving quickly, you know what? We have a plan for that, too. Just to keep you guys engaged, challenged, and playing and hopefully having a rocking time. Yeah, having a game that's dynamic, that kind of... I remember when I was out at your guys' field there, too, we played the uh, the clock-style game where we both kind of... Field was done up in the circle, and you'd kind of close off certain areas and others, and it's yeah. uh, kind of on the fly even as we were going through. And it made it really interesting just to sort of be like, you know, this is an objective now, or this area is open now or closed. It kind of just keeps like an hour-long game from, you know, being like a stalemate. It, uh, yeah allows you to balance it kind of as you go. Yeah, it's great because I have ADD, right? So halfway through <laughs> a game. Because uh, what we try to do is is we don't want, like all our games, and this is what our field does, and I, I hope to influence others as well, is if your scenario day is based on everybody achieving certain missions and they don't achieve the goals in that mission, well, everybody kind of loses faith in it when you say, okay, well, you didn't make it to this objective, but we're just going to move on as if you did. That takes the, the realism out of the game right there. And everybody's just kind of like, because even when I was in the military, we had scenarios like that where they're like, okay, well, you didn't make it, but your vehicle broke down, so we're going to just give it to you. And we're like, well, okay, so that means that nothing we do today really matters at the end of it. We adapt based on what's actually happening during the game. And I think that's something that I'm proud of it. I'm glad that, that Justin has the experience to be able to do that. And I think that 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 adds to the experience. So, you know, yes, we have a plan. Yes, we have scenarios based, but we also learn to adapt per real life. You know, you can have a plan, but it might not work out. So everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, like Mr. Tyson said. (laughs) So we talked about that briefly before about the, what you mentioned about the, the game kind of evolving as it goes, rather than just the missions, not, not building on anything. So uh, yeah. that's a really interesting point for anyone that wants to 
spice up walk-on days or host their own first event. That uh, you know, it, it, it's easy enough to do. It it can seem a little overwhelming, but uh, for our event, it's my first time hosting an event. I simply just have a uh, you know the missions and separate envelopes for the different teams, and then if they were successful or not, there's there's a different piece of paper you won okay this is this is what happens next and it's just a matter of changing that so that they see there's you know there's benefits to it's it's going to mean something rather than there's no consequences if we win or lose right so uh, yeah exactly and it's like you and i talked about before is that choose your own adventure book style where you get to the second page and says okay exactly yeah so well and you know what if it's military simulation then things change you have to adapt, and 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 I think that adds to it. So you're not just left there with nobody shooting or nobody knowing what to do. As uh, field owners and and as you know refs and, and stuff, then we can best guide the the mission from there. So you're still playing, even if if you're not sure what's going on or the mission has quote unquote failed. We'll keep you playing and challenge you and. Now, see, all three of you, you're going to Disavowed, but all three of you have also played at my field and my stories. Now, I'm not comparing myself to Disavowed at all, um, but you've enjoyed, and you can tell me flat out, like, this is, you know, public record now if it wasn't fun, but our games were fun and intriguing at times. Oh, absolutely. I, I only made it out to the one time to your field because it's the, you know, being out in Halifax here, it's the far drive. But when we made it out for the event, I mean, we camped for the night at a great time. And when we got on the field, I mean, it was uh, like the I'd never really like when you first had to start, you know, kind of like at the clock shape, both back to back at 12 o'clock and we had to run around and engage each other from the side. Like you definitely had a way of keeping it interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, it was, it was uh you never quite knew what was going to happen next, right? Because I, I, I'd be playing, and we're playing the game, and we're playing the scenario, and on the back of my mind the whole time, I'm thinking something is going to go completely foobar <laughs> at any moment. And do you like that as a player? Yes, because if I want like, when I'm thinking Milsim, right, when a field tells me, okay, we're going to do a Milsim game, I'm expecting to show up on a field where the radios don't work, the trucks ran out of gas, and the Navy didn't put the rounds where they needed to be. And the artillery's not on time. And the artillery's, yeah, behind schedule. Like, that's what I'm expecting. <laughs> you know? The intel is supposed to be completely wrong. I expect to show up to a field and there's not <laughs> anybody there. What about you, Guardian? Oh, he's gone. Yeah, I think he's gone. Uh, no, there sorry, he is. I was just no, talking to someone else. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're not good enough. I see it is. Okay, and on that note, we'll end the show. Yeah. I have to multitask. Um, In reference to gestures events, um, like they mentioned, fluid, uh, didn't really know what was going to happen. The spawn points, that was really interesting to me. Um, It's something that, again, I mentioned earlier about I'm really bored with, you know, end to end and then just clashing in the middle. So uh, anything that can kind of change that up and then it changes the flow of the match is really interesting to me. And your events seem like that it would work well despite the size. So if it's big groups, small groups, it's going to be interesting regardless. When some other events kind of depend too much on numbers, and then if they don't get the numbers, they're like, uh, what do we do now? So you just got to kind of plan for that, something that's going to work with big and small numbers. And to potential fields and event planners, I would say that... uh 
breaking them up and having multiple small missions is a good way that uh, you can do that. So squads, sections, those are different ways that it's not going to matter if it's a lot of people or not a lot of people. Everyone right, it doesn't matter age. how many people show up to the event as long as you've got it planned so that you can adjust on the fly as you need to. That's the thing, and as, as an event planner or two event planners and, and field owners, like that's something that you should really keep in mind is you might be wanting 120 people to show up and have the perfect scenario set up, but if you only have 60 people show up, those 60 people have to have the best time that they can have, and you need to adapt to those numbers and still make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, I hate to do this, but we have to cut the, the, the show short. We are... Uh, Running on short or tall, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm we're running a little it's bit on borrowed time. Beginning of the problem, people. Guardian was fixing his bumper on his controller for his uh, Xbox, and it blacked out the sun for a minute and screwed up the recording equipment. And <laughs> yes, then, that's exactly what happened. Yes, Blake, Blake was late because he was flying around on airplanes that he gets a discount on or something fancy <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, first class. Had absolutely nothing to do with the host forgetting to do something. Yeah, nothing at all. We don't know what you're the talking most about. It never happened. Exactly. Go on that bombshell. <laughs> right. So with that, uh, Blake, thanks for coming on. Even though it was, uh, you know, well, I guess it was like an hour show. I guess we did about an hour. A little oh, less. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It was awesome. We'll bring you back next time. I want to talk to you about more about uh, the ins and outs of getting a MagFed marker in and out of the country. Sounds good. And not just like getting past airport security. I want to know how like planning, getting there, getting back, hotels, food, all that jazz. All right, so we'll bring you back good. on for that. Uh, Valkyrie, thank you for uh, coming on and bringing the SAS. Anytime, baby, anytime. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll definitely bring you on another time. Not sure when and not sure why. <laughs> but definitely bring it on again. I just loiter, so you know, I'm good. Right? I'll just find you loitering around Jester's. It'll be great. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> and Guardian Jester, as always, thank you for coming on. All good, buddy. Nothing from hey. Guardian. Fantastic. So. already <laughs> hung up. Did he? Yeah. Oh, my, well then. My mic died. I said something funny about Nightmare, but apparently you didn't hear it. So. <laughs> oh, say it again, say it again. We'll take, we'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I said that Valkyrie could join us all the time and just replace Nightmare. And if we wanted to do a vote about that, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll put a vote to the viewers. Maybe uh, at some point we'll just be like, okay, somebody's got to go. They need to pick who. <laughs> But my name won't be on the list. It's like Survivor. People will be able to vote you off the podcast. Yeah. But there's only one vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's only one option. There's Nightmare, one Nightmare PB. <laughs> yeah. Raz is like, don't, don't change it. Just do two nights a week. Don't change it. <laughs> All right, go pick up Jukebox. Yes, I need to go pick her up from, from teaching young kids how to not scream into microphones. <laughs> so, All right, everyone. Thank you for coming on. Uh, everyone listening later. at home. Thank you for uh, downloading or streaming, however you're doing it. Thank you for listening. Uh, always appreciated. And until next week, everyone, cheers. Now? <laughs>